listeners, welcome to episode 120 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. That's a lot of episodes, but similarly doesn't sound like enough, considering that next year, I think, is the 10-year anniversary of the parlour existing as a thing. But anyway, hello, welcome. I'm the Stace from Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, and joining me this month is a returning champion and jolly lovely bloke. It's James Gilly. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I am not too shabby. We have just had a big long conversation before we started mm. recording where we were both actually quite shabby, but I'm being yeah. very British. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say, oh, I'm doing, doing great, thanks. How are you? <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm doing fantastic. Top notch. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I am actually vaguely chipper today because it's the first day of my week off for my birthday oh, and I'm lovely. doing a little dance. You can't see the little dance, but it mm. is trust that it's happening um, I do. so yeah i've just uh, stuffed myself silly with hash browns because that's my traditional starting the week off of birthday times breakfast so yeah i'm actually i am actually feeling quite good although <laughs> i've got some things planned for the weekend in celebration of my birthday that are all very tinged with the anxiety of having to be outside with other people <laughs> yeah. uh, i can't wait till i get to have a birthday where i don't mm. give a fuck <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be so be good nice. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd enjoy it too. I, I had a, I had a weekend last weekend of going out and doing things, yeah. and it was the whole the whole weekend felt really weird to me. Mm. I we went out for um, Richie's birthday, which was the end of July, and we literally only went to Las Iguanas for dinner, mm. um, and we had a couple of cocktails and a, and a lovely three course meal. And the entire time, first of all, my brain has completely forgotten how to deal with the noise of other people Mm. um, because everybody else talking was like, oh, my God, what am I supposed to concentrate on? I don't I don't understand life anymore. But Mm. also only one of the three servers we had was wearing a mask. And like I couldn't complain about that because they're allowed to not. Um, Mm. So I was just like, oh, I hate it. She's dealing with my food. And um, (laughs) yeah, so. And that's uh, that's the famous uh, restaurant that serves exclusively uh, iguana meat. Is that right? That's right. Yes, I had two and they were um, a little bit overdone, if you ask me. I don't think I've ever eaten like lizard. (laughs) Are you allowed to or is that frowned upon? I'm I'm pretty sure if you can catch one, you can eat it. (laughs) It's it's down to to how agile you are, I think. Oh, I am not very, so I'm definitely not going to catch one. No. I'll, stick with, I'll stick with burgers. <laughs> I am also 100% the kind of person who, like, if I was on holiday somewhere exotic where there were, like, you know, just lizards in the room and whatever, yeah. I would 1,000% be the person screaming for somebody to get the lizard out of my area. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. You, you, you sound very much like my daughter's very much uh, anything that isn't human that's in proximity to her freaks her out. So. Yeah, I'll be honest, humans I don't know freak me out as well. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's pretty much everything that exists <laughs> that scares me. There is um, that, yeah. Yeah, which is which is why it's quite funny that I tend to really enjoy horror movies. But <laughs> anyway, um, hey, listeners, you might remember James's dulcet tones from that time I did a live episode in Southampton and mm. completely lost control of um, Nick Papa Constantino, who talked a lot about murdering people. No one can control me. <laughs> yeah, you would know having podcasted with him for quite a while. Many years, yeah. Many, no, many he's, years. He's a he's a wild, untamed spirit. <laughs> that is. 
that is very true. I uh, I believe you also did an episode of The Parlour with um, Steve Bishop where I admitted that once I was too afraid to go in my kitchen because I thought it was haunted because a fridge magnet fell off the fridge. That's it, yep. That's it. Oh, yeah, so... um, Somehow it always ends up in the spooky realm whenever I'm talking to James. And uh, today's going to be no different because um, mm-hmm. I've got two spookums and a sort of vaguely, questionably scary-ish. I don't know. Maybe not. Mm. Um, so I'm going to kick it off if you don't mind, James. No, please do. By talking about Malignant. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start with this film. I feel like I need to preface this by saying that I am a thousand percent going to spoil it, and I'm very sorry to anybody who wanted to be surprised by it. But like, just just stop listening and go and watch *Malignant*, and then come back to me <laughs> because I feel like this is definitely a film that you need to have seen without really too much outside influence because it's entirely batshit fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's the new film directed by um, James Wan, who did um, now I can't remember which ones, but he did some saws and some conjurings. Wasn't it and one and two the saws he did? I think possibly, yeah. And I think he did Insidious, but I don't know if he did the other Insidious disease mm. um, because I don't do enough research. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very lazy lady. So I sort of had a vague idea of what to expect from this, and uh, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> so the film kicks off with a cold open that can only be described as completely bananas and then it kicks into like a very 2000s-esque credit sequence that's like do you remember when movies used to do like a montage of scribbly notes and scary Mm. photos with like a sort of new metal slash orchestra kind of sound happening i do yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah so it's that so you get one of those and you're like okay i don't know what the fuck movie i'm watching already (laughs) um and then it sort of comes to the present day and just goes absolutely bananas from there so the premise (laughs) it's really hard to talk about this film because it is so completely (laughs) <laughs> Nanas. Um, the premise of the film is that there is a lady who uh, is seeing like a scary monster person killing other people, but it's happening in real life. So like throughout most of the movie, you're thinking like, oh, is this like a split personality thing where it's actually her and, you know, she's just <sighs> repressing it or whatever. And it's <laughs> like it's really um what, what what word am I even looking for? It's just so bizarre because you don't really have any idea where it's going. Mm. And then at about the two thirds mark, it just goes full on insane body horror where it's like, no, it is her. But actually, she's got a parasitic twin growing out <laughs> the back of her head. Let's go. And, <laughs> and it is so good because it's got it's got this very weird combination of like being filmed and performed very sort of competently and very seriously and like you know it's it's very confident in the story it wants to tell but at the same time it's also very aware that it's silly as fuck Mm. um so it like me and rich were just like absolutely blown like blown away by it (laughs) because you just don't expect halfway through a film a woman to pull back a hair and there's like a nightmare face and then she just starts like walking backwards doing a murder on everyone you're like what am I even looking at? It's so, so good. It's definitely one of those like Marmite movies though, because I've seen a lot of people online who are just like knocked down for what it's doing. And they're just like, I don't get this film. It's shit. <laughs> but mm. 
like Rich and I were just like, oh, five stars, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> The the review the review I watched Vic so I've I've watched it because I knew you you were going to be talking about it and I saw yeah. that my my favourites Red Letter Media um had reviewed it mm-hmm. um and they they usually give quite long detailed reviews so I thought oh, well I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do my research and I watched the review and they were of the opinion kind of the same as you as but they said as long as it's intentionally batshit crazy and funny <laughs> then they think yeah. it's brilliant. If he didn't intend to do it, then it's one of the worst movies ever made. I actually, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> I, I feel like it's intentional because I don't know how you could tell a film this ridiculous, like how you could tell a story this ridiculous and not know that it's ridiculous and we, funny. And he's got good horror chops, right? So he, yeah. he knows how to make a good horror yeah. movie. He's, he's proven that. Well, what, what they do as well, which I thought was really clever, is... Um, Whenever you see, like, sort of the monster, which turns out to be, you know, this lady with a nightmare on the back of her head, mm. um, the the actress playing, like, the monster version mm. uh, is, like, a contortionist, like, dancer from America, I think. Sure. Um, so she's very good at moving in a incredibly creepy slash unnatural mm. kind of way. It is, yeah, it's, uh, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just like, you know, when you – because – I hadn't heard anything about this film uh, before I started watching it. Rich was just like, let's watch Malignant. I was like, all right. (laughs) I do whatever my husband tells me when it comes to films. I'm like, yeah, Uh fine, fine, whatevs. Yeah, so (laughs) we went to see it. And, like, yeah, I can't – like, especially because the cold open is sort of, like, set in the early 90s, but it's got this feeling of, like, a sort of 80s body horror kind of film. So I thought, oh, okay. And then you get like this 2000s-ish credit sequence that's just like, well, now I don't know where I am. Uh, <laughs> and, and, then it, and then it sort of comes to the present and there's there's like a sort of serious bit about like domestic violence that happens at the start. So, you know, yeah. content warning for anybody who doesn't want to see that, just avoid that scene, I guess. But yeah, from there, it's sort of like, it's sort of like if like Saw met, did you ever see the series of Channel Zero with Pretzel Jack? <laughs> I did not know. Oh, God, what a nightmare that guy was. It was kind of like that, crossed with that, crossed with, like, just absolute grim slasher stuff, mm-hmm. crossed with, like, Dario Argento-style, like, body horror, yep. practical effects. Some of the practical effects are great. Uh, yeah, I was just – I was really blown away by it. But, yeah, I do I do think if it wasn't supposed to be that funny, then, yeah, maybe it was <laughs> <laughs> a misstep. Um, yeah. Because everybody is acting very much like in earnest, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> absolutely. There's another thing they noted is how straight the performances are, yeah. and um, uh, it gave gave them cause to um to compare it to the room, which I thought was uh, possibly high praise indeed. <laughs> oh wow! So are we talking the room as in um. I did not hit her. Yes, okay. Because I always get confused as to which one is the room and which one is just room, which is a very yes. good if sad movie about yeah. um, Brie Larson being trapped with a kid in like a shed yeah. or something. Well, I mean, the room's, the room's very sad as well. Well, <laughs> well I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw the room and I was just like, what, what exactly am I watching? Because it yeah. feels so very much like a media studies student project. Oh, yeah, uh, very early as well before you've actually learned anything about yeah. <laughs> media and how to you know wield mm. it um but but it's all yeah like middle-aged people <laughs> yeah, it, feel, it feels like a, it feels like a lucid dream i always 
such a baffling movie. It doesn't doesn't make any sense, but it is wonderful. It's the it is the best movie to watch with friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With a little bit of a a little bit of tot. Because yeah. um, <laughs> me and my sister had a conversation once about what the best movies are to watch when you're a little bit tiddly, so you don't yeah. really have to pay attention. And she argued that um, which is the Batman one that's got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, oh, I used to see you. Yeah, so um, she argued that that would be really yeah. funny. Uh, I, I still can't remember which one it is. No, nor can I. Is it forever? Is it forever? It might. Uh, it might be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I should know, shouldn't I? <laughs> I feel like I should, but then also I think I've only seen this movie like twice in my life. But we we decided to watch it one night with cocktails and about an hour in, we Lovely. were both just sitting there, just dead silent, just like looking genuinely the saddest I've ever seen either of us look without actually <laughs> just like being like crying or whatever. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I went, "You were you were so wrong about this movie. It's not fun at all." And she was like, "No, I hate it." <laughs> The Ultimate Buzzkill, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew, absolutely. I, I knew that film had some power. It's <laughs> dreadful. It is really bad. And I personally, I think the only good thing about it is the terrible, terrible uh, Dr. Freeze puns. Yeah. Because I love a good pun. I used to see it as I thought you said. <laughs> Everybody chill. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite one is that uh, you're not going to put me in the cooler. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, Schwarzenegger's on point, I tell you. Oh, thanks. I uh, I could pretty much only ever say that and put that cookie down, <laughs> which is the one from, uh, I think, Kindergarten Cop, which always makes me laugh. Brilliant. All I can say is, I used to see you. I mean, you know, I've got a very limited uh, Schwarzenegger range. <laughs> we went to see an, uh, a Schwarzenegger all-nighter at mm. the uh, Prince Charles, is it, cinema in London. Mm. Um, gosh, Many moons ago, back when, you know, cinemas weren't terrifying to me. Yeah. And um, uh, when we came out, it was like, <laughs> it was genuinely like everybody had got like some sort of Schwarzenegger related Tourette's because we were all yeah. just coming out going like, ah, ah, and like shouting, put that cookie down mm-hmm. and stare at each other. It was like we'd all gone mad overnight. It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. It, yeah. yeah, I feel bad because I fell asleep a little bit during Total Recall, but oh, that's <laughs> it was like which- three in the morning. Total, total Recall, definite, definite um, uh, comparisons to be made there with Quato and um, the head, the head baby. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, 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 the funny thing about Malignant is that like, so the cold open sort of hints at the idea of this um, sort of hospital having to deal with the parasitic baby, but it never shows you. It on the back of this other girl's head mm. uh so you just sort of assume and they they talk about like cutting the cancer out so you you sort of assume that they got rid of it yeah uh but that maybe like you know the personality is dormant in her brain or something which is why it's so brilliant when she pulls her hair back and it's just like at <laughs> <laughs> the back of her head oh god what a film what a time to be alive when films like this exist it's brilliant i i, I will go and watch it now i, I didn't want to watch it <laughs> beforehand but i'm gonna go and watch it because it just it fascinates me it does look so potty and i, I agree there's some nice old-fashioned like monster yeah. um, uh, ma- uh monster makeup and and stuff going on as well which is really cool yeah which i'm I a big fan appreciate. of that sort of thing um, i always appreciate that in a film i think the first time i saw total recall i almost shat yeah. 
when you get to that bit where you know when he has a nightmare of his head exploding on Mars yep. and mm-hmm. it starts like bulging and his eyes are like Bleh, and I was just like well this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> oh, yeah. and I was, oh it's my favourite film in the 80s without a shadow of a doubt that and Robocop I was absolutely obsessed <laughs> by it. oh I love Robocop my yeah. favourite Arnie movie is The Running Man oh um, I love The Running Man too yeah good film <laughs> I rewatched that recently and I was like, oh, what a good movie this is. Because that, yeah. that one's just chocker with shit puns. Yeah. Absolute no, no, shit. Sub Zero. Now, Plane Zero. What does that mean? Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. Don't know, but it sounded good. <laughs> I um, I can't believe it hasn't become a real thing by now, to be honest with you. You know, because Robocop, yeah. give us a minute and we'll give you the world. I mean, news in a minute has, has definitely happened, hasn't it? So, you yeah. know, that's quite prescient. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm surprised The Running Man hasn't made its way to BBC One Saturday primetime. There's, um, there's like a fake TV show in The Running Man called, mm. yeah, I don't know if you remember it, called Climbing for Dollars, I where don't. it's just people, it's just people having to climb a rope ladder that's got dollars, like, attached to it as you go up. But there's, like, mm. just, like, dogs at the bottom just trying <laughs> to eat your legs off. <laughs> And that they're all like not like cute puppies. They're all like mm. like rabid nightmare dogs who are like <laughs> just like why well, I can imagine that being a thing. Mm. Absolutely, except there'd probably be some uproar from like animal rights people about mm. the welfare of the dogs or something. But like ah, oh, TV's mad. It is mad. Um, thinking about *Malignant*, one thing I picked up from the um the review I watched. Did you know that um it was co-written? The story was co-written with the director's wife, who also appears in the movie. I did not. It, she's the she's the crime scene detective with the big glasses. Oh, OK. Oh, and, mm. that's interesting. Yeah, they, 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 they were highlighting her performance because they thought it was a bit a bit stilted. But like, you know, from just from the clips I've seen, it seemed consistent with the rest of the <laughs> Very straight acting that appears in in the movie. Yeah, it's I didn't I didn't think anybody stuck out like a sore thumb as being drastically no. different from anybody else. It was all very sort of like I mean the uh, the policeman that the, the police really made me laugh because there's sort of like there's two main police in it and, mm. and like one's a guy who very much wants to believe that you know this woman isn't behind these awful murders yeah. and then there's a lady who is straight up like you are dumbass shit boy because <laughs> she is clearly involved like psychicness doesn't exist there's no way she can know about these murders without being involved why are you such a wuss and I, th- them pair they really made me laugh because they're like pretty much every scene is him going oh go on give her a chance and it's just her being like oh my gosh stop but, falling in love with people and it that does, we work it, with he does have supernatural powers and stuff doesn't it it's it's uh yeah so the the twin the, the parasitic back of the end mm-hmm. twin can um, sort of like project his thoughts through electronics and stuff. Brilliant. So that's how it talks. Because there's a bit where the film tries to mislead you a bit where she gets arrested, uh, yeah. but then the, the policeman get a phone call from the killer and he's like, ah, I'm coming for you next, lads. And uh, <laughs> acted a little bit better than that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm going to tickle you and I'll catch you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it throws you off thinking oh she can't be involved it's got to be some sort of like i don't know psychic connection with you know blah blah whatever but yeah the the, the sequence where like i won't spoil this even though i've spoiled everything else in the movie mm. but the sequence where you find out that it's actually a nightmare on the back of her head shit really hits the fan and it is so much yeah. goddamn fun like rich and i were like practically cheering we were like what is this movie i love it <laughs> 
Uh, it's, it's definitely on my must watch. I was, I was thinking actually about practical effects, mm. and um, my uh, my good friend Steve that I was on on last with um, when we were talking about um, uh, your kitchen phobia, <laughs> my <haunted> um, fridge <laughs> tr- treated me to, to to a viewing of Mandy, the, um, oh. the the Nicolas Cage film. Yeah, which um which has a fantastic practical effect. Uh, at the uh, at the end of the film to sort of climax on that made me very happy indeed. I don't know if you've have you seen Mandy. So I have, mm. but it was a while ago, and all I remember about it is that it was kind of pink. Yeah, it is very pink <laughs> and purple, very neon. Yeah. Very neon. Yeah, it's it's very heavily stylized, isn't it? I think is mm. is the is the nice thing to say about it. I I really enjoyed it, but um my wife I. Th- Thing, enjoyed it less and found it a little bit like a again a um uh, maybe an art student's end of end of end of year <laughs> end yeah. of year show but i i thought it well i i really like the stylization to it nicholas cage is absolutely potty in it so <laughs> see there's there's two films i can't let me i'm just gonna pop on letterbox bear with me a mm. moment oh, um there were two films that came out roughly around that time that had a very similar look and i feel like i liked one of them and not the other so much right and i think the other one was called something like but not necessarily um the color out of purple or something is it the color of space, color out of space. there you go yeah. which uh also has nick cage in it yes uh, and also has some very excellent body horror yeah if I remember rightly, there's something involving, is it llamas maybe? Or, or a cow that's very grim. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Mandy was one of those ones. So I'm just, I just checked Letterbox to look at my reviews and I, mm. I, I, I did not review Mandy very well. But I think it was because uh, I was in a period where I was like, do you know what I'm sick of? Revenge movies where women die yeah. straight off. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was one of those films that I was like, stylistically, I really like it. And I mm. do think Nick Cage is pulling. What, what I love about Nick Cage is that he's like, he's so completely across the board in terms of whether or not he's good. But yeah. it almost always, whatever he's doing, even if it's bad, almost mm. always works for whatever film yeah. he's in. <laughs> mm. Oh, he um, completely, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Because. Like, this year alone, I've seen three films with Nick Cage, and I would say all three of them were wildly different performances and wildly different films. But yeah. I couldn't fault him in any of them. No. <laughs> like, because um, we saw, is it Willy's Wonderland? Yes. Um, yeah, which was like the sort of like One Night at Freddy's yeah. type film, which is, I mean, he doesn't even really speak in that, does he? It's just a no. baffling movie that's quite fun. And then we saw Pig, which <laughs> turned out to be... Okay, well, I won't like spoil it or anything, but like the trailer for that, because the trailer came across very mm. sort of like it's John Wick, but somebody took his pig. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not really like that at all. It's actually like a genuinely sort of like restrained sort of like look at like loss and grieving, mm-hmm. and it's not what I was anticipating. And mm-hmm. he's wonderful in it. Uh, and then earlier this week, I saw a film called Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is totally bonkers. And he shouts the word testicle uh, very bizarrely. It's such a, like, I liked the film a lot, but it's also terrible. Uh, (laughs) Because it's essentially the story of like a guy, uh, he's in prison for being a total badass. Yeah. And uh, it's set in what I assume is some sort of horrendous nightmare nuclear future, but I don't 
actually know that for sure because the town that they're in is kind of like if cowboys and samurai did a thing like like everything mm-hmm. is like saloons but also geishas everywhere like yeah. it's very i don't know what i'm looking at and like the main guy in the town is a cowboy and his daughter's gone missing and he's like nick cage i've put this suit on you that's got explosives in the neck the arms and the bollocks mm. and if you don't get my daughter back in like three days they're going to go off and you're probably going to die with no bollocks. How about that? Mm. Um, and so he goes off. It's, it's such a weird movie because it's kind of beautiful, but also it makes barely any sense. And like, it also looks like it takes place in only two. It looks very much like a set. Like it doesn't look yeah. like a real place. None of the places look like real places, but it's got like this sort of like mad, like Mad Max vibes crossed sure. with ninjas and samurai and cowboys and I, don't, I just don't know what i was looking at and nick cage was totally bonkers in it and i was like yeah see this also works like what what is this man is he an alien i don't know mm-hmm. he's I, so bizarre i think we're all beneficiaries of his profligate spending aren't we <laughs> apparently he's not very good at keeping himself solvent is he which is why he takes on <laughs> Yeah, all of these mad (laughs) jobs that you wouldn't necessarily expect someone with these chops to take. Yeah, and it's but you're right; they always end up they always end up brilliant because he's in them. Yeah, he's he adds something. In fact, you were saying Five Nights at about Five Nights at Freddy. Have you watched the Banana Splits movie yet? Yes, I have. Yes. (laughs) What was it even? (laughs) It's um that's a movie. It certainly is a movie. Yeah. It's definitely a movie. It's it's not for someone that has very, very fond memories of the banana splits, I don't think. Well, I'll be honest. When I was a kid, we had a video that was like a collection of like good bits of the banana splits. Oh, cool. And, and there was uh, there was one bit uh, where one of them had a door slammed in his face and somehow mm. that turned into like a pancake. Like he was Brilliant. totally flat. <laughs> and, uh, and it really terrified me. And I couldn't watch the video <laughs> anymore after that because I was like, I don't like it. It's frightening. Brilliant. Um, so I was not excited. <laughs> to watch the Banana Splits movie. But you'd been primed for the tone of it, I guess, so obviously yeah. already finding the Banana Splits horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's like if they ever make a Mr Blobby horror movie, I'm going to find it nightmarish. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> he, he was always a precursor to over-drinking for me, so <laughs> it's hard It's hard not to yeah. associate him with hangovers and being very, very unwell. I just think he's got the world's most nightmarish voice. Anyway, you were talking about it, but please. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. It's a, a, like a real bonkers um, Five Nights at Freddy sort of, you know, it's all about the dispatches, wasn't it? And there, there's some very pleasing, there's very pleasing offs in in the film. But um, mm. I thought it was quite an interesting, you know, you've you've got this franchise, this sort of beloved franchise sort of really interesting way to take it and turn it into like a, a horror movie it was it was a, a very pleasant surprise we watched it for again it's like it's gonna sound like i spent all my time with steve but it was for his um for his birthday we um a group of us got together watched that and we watched um uh, the miami connection Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, absolutely. So we we all went out the next day and bought Dragon Sound T-shirts. Which is a bit <laughs> oh, as you do. Hard not to be obsessed with the Miami Connection. It is it's it's right up there with the room for the best bad movie ever. I think. Yeah, I think I think what's particularly great about Miami Connection is, and I've probably said this on the podcast before because I do love this movie and I talk mm. about it all the time. 
is the fact that like the guy who directed it, who's also the lead guy, yeah. is like genuinely like a grandmaster in yeah. martial arts. So mm-hmm. a lot of the fight sequences are actually really fucking good. Yeah. But then they'll keep in the movie bits where like he fails miserably at jumping into a car or yeah. <laughs> like, just keep it in. And mm. I'm like, mate, you just like murdered seventeen people with only your left foot and yeah. <laughs> they're keeping the bit where he's like, Whoa, as he's getting into a car, like, mm. oh, what a film. It's 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 beautiful and so rewatchable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So rewatchable and so like quotable. Like the number of times me and Rich just completely out of nowhere have gone. But I thought we were all orphans. <laughs> it's not like getting all upset. <laughs> I love the idea that this group of people bonded over being orphans, and now they yeah. might shun this guy because he's got a dad. Actually, his <laughs> dad, who's probably younger than he is. Well, like the first time we saw it, we saw it really bad quality and we weren't sure if it was just the same man with talcum powder in his hair (laughs) to make him look old, (laughs) Um, which we realised when we saw it like in a much better quality that that wasn't the case. And we were actually probably being a tiny bit racist for thinking it. But yeah, I I absolutely adore that film. Friends for eternity, royalty, honesty. I'll let you call me Oh, is it? <laughs> it is, yeah. The soundtrack's available on iTunes. I'm pretty sure they released a vinyl of it like last year because Rich was toying with the yes. idea of getting it, but it was one of those where it was like, oh, it's going to come from America, so already the shipping's going to cost you $45, and then you'll probably get slammed with customs. And also, because it's a weird thing for you to want to buy, it already costs $50 anyway. You're oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah no, no thanks. No thanks, mate. Sorry, you're making me think about. I've, I've recently, I've recently bought myself a, a a campaign diary for a D&D game I'm running, mm-hmm. and um, they're they're like these bespoke made jobbies, and um, I just, I, I can barely look myself in the mirror. I feel so guilty for how much money I've spent <laughs> on it. Sometimes though, you've just got to treat yourself. That's you what have. I say. You the other, the other week, I bought myself a seven-inch of music from Super Mario Three. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and it, and it, co- it cost me 42 quid because it's real rare. But I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> I wanted it and I got it and it's great. And I listen to it on my little record player and I love it. Oh, so, that game gives me such happy memories. Oh, man. I love Mario 3. It's so Mario. <laughs> I love him so much. How his tail made him fly, I don't know. But no. I'll have it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like him in his little froggy suit. Yes. You. Some of the best suits in that. I remember it, is, it really ages me as well, but it was one of the first games I bought with my own earned money. Yeah. So I had a paper round before, but I was like, I was working full time when it came out. And uh, I remember sort of, it was, you know, I had the money to go and buy it when it was new because cartridges weren't cheap, you know. No, they were not. <laughs> I think we must have played Mario 3 about. 75 times all the way through just because we were like i'm not buying more games yeah <laughs> we'll have like a small handful of games and that'll be it for now <laughs> we got a lot of game there with mario 3 yeah yeah we had uh we put uh, one of my favorite games from when i was a kid and i don't know if you'll have ever played this it's called digger t rock the legend of the lost city i i have no memory of it Okay, it's well, nobody seems to know that it exists, but I genuinely loved it. The whole premise of the the game is that you are a little explorer boy and you go into caverns Mm. and you have to find a button that will open a door and it will give you like 60 seconds to get out of the door to escape the cavern. And like 
the uh, the first cavern is really simple. You literally go in, you pick up, pick up some dynamite for later, you press the button and you leave. Because <laughs> it's like, Brilliant. these are the mechanics of the game. You're like, right, okay, fine. Um, now, I remember completing this game as a child. Mm. I tried to play it on an emulator recently because yeah. we can't, we can't get our old NES to work on new smart tellies. <laughs> right. <Fair enough. laughs> just, we need to buy like a sad old CRT TV, yeah. I think. But so I was playing it on an on an emulator. I can't get out of the second cavern because mm. I, can't, I can't find enough dynamite to kill the T-Rex that's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because Rich was like, you used to enjoy this game. And I'm like mm. digging around in the walls, accidentally setting three mosquitoes that are stabbing me in the eye. And I'm like, leave me alone. I'm trying to get dynamite. <sighs> anyway. People should play that. It's a good game. <laughs> well, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's uh, one of my favourite things about it was um, the animatic you get when you die. Because <laughs> yeah. nice. uh, no matter how you die, what happens is your entire body just wastes away on the floor until there's only a hat left. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it's just like a safari helmet. It's like you're dead. Ah, I cool. like the humour of old computer games. Mm. But I, they, they, they can seem a little edgy by, by today's <laughs> standards, but I did enjoy The uh, The thing about, like, I hate to sound like, in my day, video games were hard, but, like, fuck me, they were hard, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> why I won't play a platform. I won't play modern platform games because, like, virtually every game was a platform game back in the day. And it's like, no, I, I had my fill of them. They were all impossible to complete. I refused <laughs> to play a platform game in, in the era of 3D graphics and... It is, it is baffling. Like we watched a countdown the other day because uh, I don't know why me and Rich are a little bit obsessed with watching stupid countdowns of nonsense. We watched a, a video countdown on YouTube the other day that was like, oh, top ten games that you can finish in under an hour, and I was mm. like, what? Like, yeah. you know, but back in the day, <clears throat> like games cost me a thousand pound, but I'd be playing them for a fucking year and I still wouldn't yeah. fucking finish. I feel like I'd be there at like playing the turtles game, like give me pizza, please give me a pizza. Oh god, I'm dead. <laughs> I one of my one of my proudest moments in video game history came on the NES uh, on the turtles game because I completed the, the turtles game. That's impressive. I was I was beyond happy with myself, but that was like that was Christmas and a January where I don't <laughs> think I left my I don't think I left my bedroom. So <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh... That game was well difficult. <laughs> the technodrome at the end, very difficult, very, very difficult. I don't think I ever got there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't all be elite gamers like me, you know. <laughs> well, I, uh, Rich Rich laughs at me because I, I don't play many games mm. anymore. I like watching other people play them. And I like um, I like helping them out with, like, like, I love watching people play Resident Evil and helping people figure out, like, the stupid puzzles where it's like, oh, you've got to play the piano and go through this door, then pick up half a amulet and put it over here in this statue like nonsense. so logical like, put it like that absolutely yeah um i mean i was quite upset when i was younger that every time i played moonlight sonata nothing happened mm. um what was i saying oh yeah but i, I don't play games mm. very much anymore because i panic too much uh. <laughs> like any game where there's even mild peril especially yeah. if there's music to accompany that mild peril like you start walking towards yeah. an area and you can start hearing uh-oh enemy music i'm like oh no i'm out <laughs> you'd hate our current game du jour because I, I don't know if you know me less so i'm kind of on hiatus with it but but nick site nick and <laughs> and steve and myself had all started streaming on twitch ah um because we all like video games because that's kind of like where our creative energies have been going it's sort of we not be making podcasts but we skype up uh, to skype twitch quite regularly it's because i'm looking at the skype icon um <laughs> 
we all twitch quite regularly and one of the games that we play together is a game called have you played dead by daylight i've not played it myself because i'm too scared but i have watched the game grunts play it quite a lot (laughs) we are absolutely obsessed with it it's fantastic it's just oh man i love it so much like surviving with friends is is so much like if should i explain the premise yeah, go on, just in case. <laughs> okay, so there are four playable survivors and one playable killer. Um, and the premise is that you're all, the survivors are stuck in this limbo where they have to keep going into trials against um, a, a killer. And the killers are usually um, taken from popular horror films. You've got like um, Freddy, you've got um, uh, No Jason, Michael though, um, and various other horrific characters that that basically the the killer that is a solo player has to take on these four survivors that are are playing loosely in co-op together and you have to get various trials completed to get out of the um to get out of the environment you find yourself trapped in it's 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 um a lot of fun and a lot of fun to play collaboratively with friends we all get together on discord and sort of team up against the poor sod playing the killer See, I think I could only play that game if I was the poor sod playing the killer. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't think I could cope knowing that, like, Freddy was out there after me. No, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it can be terrifying. It's, um, it's, it has a has this thing called a terror radius where you hear the heartbeat of the uh, the killer before they get to you. Oh, no. But, uh, but, but there's a couple, Michael, Michael Myers and um, Ghostface from the, the uh, what they called the... Um, that's it, the Scream franchise don't have heartbeat so uh, in certain modes so they, they can just literally creep up on you from nowhere which is just absolutely horrific it's it's really unpleasant i would full-on shit myself yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie once when i was younger i was thinking mm. to myself i'll have a go on resident evil while nobody's mm. here so they can't laugh at me and uh, <laughs> i loaded up my uncle's saved games i thought you know, here we go. Uh, first thing I did was look into a trap door and half a body flew out of it and I shut myself and I turned the game off. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. <sighs> have you played... Um, oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 after you. I was just going to say, have you played the um, Friday the 13th game that's essentially the exact same game, but it's... I have, I have indeed, yeah. I played, I played it first and it, 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 it <sighs> went for a while, didn't it? Because there was some problems with the uh, mm. license, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a bit unfortunate. I, th- I think it was first to first to the market with that sort of game, but Dead by Daylight's rather stolen its thunder. Mm. Well, I think it's... having the option of like playing like a gazillion different nightmare mm-hmm. people is more tempting than just running around yeah. as Jason or his mom. I assume yeah. it's Jason. <laughs> I think yeah, no, it's Jason. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's from two onwards, I think. Yeah, because it's his mum. It's his mum in the first, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I haven't seen them for a very, very long time. Although it's floopy season soon, so that'd be a good excuse to go and re- revisit the franchise. Well, see, it being spoopy season soon, I think Rich and I have just decided our spoopy season now starts in September. Brilliant. Um, because we've already been watching <laughs> loads of horror films. Last night mm. we watched a film because Netflix recommended it to us and we couldn't be bothered to like keep flicking through things. Mm. And it was sadly a bit, a bit disappointing. <laughs> Uh, oh. It's from the 80s. It's called, oh, what was it called? Like Bloodbath. Oh, wow. Uh, no, it's not just called Bloodbath. Come on, Stace. You, you can remember the rest of the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I'm looking it up and pretending that I'm not looking it up, um, yeah. it's it's got Vincent Price in it, but not nearly enough. Right. But it sounds like, I want to say like Kenny Everett. <laughs> Bloodbath Ooh. at the House of Death, it's called. 
and it's from 1984 and it's mm. like uh it's kind of like a scary movie but for the 80s it does have a very inventive kill where a lady gets stuck on an electric can opener and it just goes around her neck and her head falls off oh, fantastic <laughs> So, like, if you can just watch that scene on YouTube or something, then that's like, <laughs> that's like the peak of the movie. It's absolute pinnacle of the movie. But there was there was another film that we've watched that I wanted to talk about. Have you seen Psycho Goreman? <laughs> I haven't, no. Do you know what it's about? I, I don't. I'm hoping you're going to tell me. I am, yes. So, again, spoilers for anybody who has not watched it yet. This is another movie that I went into knowing absolutely nothing about, but Rich was like, I've got a free trial to Shudder. It's on it. Let's go. <laughs> Psycho Goldman is uh, exactly what you would expect of Hellraiser making a baby with the Power Rangers. <laughs> and I'm not even a bit exaggerating. There are characters in this who full on look like they are costumes from old Power Rangers shows. There's like a sort of robot looking woman who looks a bit like a sort of foam transformer. The main guy, the, the, the psycho Gorman, uh, is kind of like a sort of, I can't remember the name of the character from Power Rangers, but like basically uh, he's like, he looks a bit like he's he's like rocks, but kind of slimy. And also mm. he's got like glowing blue bits. It is totally baffling, but also completely wonderful. Um, like the story of it is that, that this psycho Gorman was like terrorizing, I want to say Gygax, the planet Gygax, let's say that. Oh. Um and so people capture him and they bury him on earth with like this protective amulet thing so that he can never be he'll never be found and he'll never you know terrorize anyone again except of course he gets found by two kids who are digging in their garden because of course yeah Um, and so he gets set free but he's bound to do whatever the kids tell him to because they've got this amulet so he can't like murder them in the face like he wants to (laughs) Uh, and it's such a weird film because it's like it's got some like really awful, again, very good practical effect murders in it. Like there's a brilliant bit where he sends this one guy like this guy's like, I don't want to die. So he's like, all right, then how about live forever? And he, he freezes him in place and his eyes are just spinning in his head because he's like mm. living like everybody's lives at once and stuff. And he's like, oh, man. it's insane the level of gore i mean obviously it's called psycho gorman but you know but then also at the same time it's a very funny movie about like about like these power ranger type folks from space coming down to try and stop psycho gorman again mm-hmm. absolute bananas i did like as we were watching it i was like rich what who's this film for and he was like i feel like it's specifically for people like us who love horror and also grew up in the 80s and early 90s because it's very like there's a lot of references to like Mm. like old video games and like you know it's very indebted to like body horror type movies and stuff yeah it's so good Uh, like i would wholeheart it but it is another movie where if you're not down for that kind of level of silly (laughs) yeah then you won't you won't dig it (laughs) A Shudder subscription is well worth it. If you like schlock, sticky mm. horror, it's absolutely fantastic. I had one for a while because I went on a bit of a Hellraiser bender. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's quite a few of the Hellraiser films on, on Shudder, I think, if I remember rightly. But, um, yeah, I saw some fantastic stuff on there. I really enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting the free seven-day trial and just packing as much into your eyes as you can is it's yeah. a really good way to use Shudder if you can't afford yeah. it. Well worth it, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would I would wholeheartedly recommend Psycho Gorman to anybody who's interested in mm. uh, seeing, you know, 
power rangers like actually like chop each other's heads off and stamp on them in the street and stuff i like the sound of that very much (laughs) the only thing i will say about it and it is the thing that like made it drop down like a star in my rating Mm. is that the two main kids the boy is fine but the girl is written to be like a twat like she's an actual asshole um and she just borders on the line of being too annoying and assholey. Right. It's like for me, it, it brought it down a bit, but it didn't ruin it. Whereas I can yeah. see there'd be some people who'd see that character and be like, "I hope she dies." <laughs> <laughs> like instantly, are oh, I yeah. really hope she dies? Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. Yes, it's unusual for a film in that genre to badly um, service female characters, isn't it? <laughs> they usually they're usually so strong and independent. Well, I think this is the thing you see is that what they've done with her character is they've tried to write her as sort of like she of the two she is the strong and independent, but what she actually is is she's a bully. She bullies a bully relentlessly, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, and then of course she starts bullying Psycho Gorman because she can because she's got his amulet. <laughs> like oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's but I I found her for the most part quite funny, and there yeah. were only like little occasions where I was like oh hmm, but I can I can see that other people might be just completely put off by her yeah <laughs> but otherwise it's a good laugh cool yeah was there anything else that you wanted to uh waffle about waffle about i've got very little going on at the moment to be honest with you. so there isn't an awful awful lot to waffle about i am i am upset i go through go through little phases where i get obsessed by stuff and i have to yeah. immerse myself in it so we've been um we've been playing a uh, game of pathfinder for the past few years <laughs> which um if you're unsure what pathfinder is it's D but with a different name <laughs> we're, we're just we're just converting to dungeons and dragons and all i seem to be doing at the moment is watching um old episodes of critical role ah okay which is a group of uh, voice actors from the states who who play dungeons and dragons together i think each show's about four hours long Good Lord. They, they stream, uh, it's just basically on in the background all the time at the moment you've kind of broken up my viewing today <laughs> by, <laughs> by talking to me but yeah no, i'm just absolutely obsessed with it it's it's um fantastic i've always had this thing about D where part of me really wants to have a crack at it because i think mm. it feels like it looks like so much fun yeah but also i panic so much at the idea of mm. uh being crap at it because like <laughs> rich and i Pre-COVID, obviously, used to have, like, game nights and stuff. Yeah. And I always was very stressed throughout them. Like, mm. the game nights for me aren't as much fun as I would like them to be because I'm constantly panicking that I'm either doing it wrong or that I'm annoying everybody because I'm having to ask about a certain rule again because I've forgotten mm. because my memory is like a sieve. Mm. Um, and also, any game that involves sort of any level of improv... <laughs> terrifying which is kind of why i've never really got into D because i'm yeah. like oh god i've got to think on my feet and strategize and also be a character and also remember the plot um, to this game like <laughs> it's 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 fine once you get in i i think it's easy for me to say that it's fine don't worry about it your your anxieties are, are absolutely fine and i because yeah, they're because they're not mine <laughs> I, I kind of I I empathise to a certain amount because I have to I have to DM the the sessions mm. and that's really nerve wracking. Is like is everyone enjoying themselves? Am I annoying people? Do they hate the story? Do they hate the way I'm DMing? Do, are they do they resent me? Are they worried I'm going to kill their characters? Are they, you know, and it sort of yeah sometimes gets to me to be honest with you. But um 
I think it depends. Different people play in different ways, right? So, mm. like the improv bit, some people don't really play their characters. They describe what they think their characters are doing, yeah. but they, ne- they never sort of play in character as such. And then some people like to play in character all the time. You know, and sort of like it's I think it, there's no right or wrong way to play it, which is nice. I, if you ever want to come and sit in, you're more than welcome to come. So we play on um, we play on Discord. Oh, OK. So you'd be welcome to come and sit in on the session, see if you fancy it. Do you know, I, it, it never struck me that like, I mean, obviously these things have had to go virtual in mm. the past like, year or so. Mm. It, never, it never crossed my mind to sit in on a session. What? Yeah. What a, <laughs> I'm not an actual I might, I might genuinely do that. Yeah, good because we're we're starting a brand new campaign, so it'd be a good time to sort of jump in, and have a little sort of look, and see if you. Because you'd be more than welcome to join us. Oh bless you! I'd be. I think I'd be one of these people that would probably do everyone's head in doing loads of homework. So, <laughs> like I'd be the no. kind of person who comes in with like a very full character sheet mm. of all the notes about myself. <laughs> no, I mean as a DM, I love people who do that. I've got one player that does that, and I adore him. He's my favourite. <laughs> Nick is great. I, I think you'd enjoy Nick very much, and his his DM character. He's um he's fantastic. Oh nice. Oh, mm. yeah. I'll definitely have a have a peep. Cool. I'll get in touch with you privately when we've um when uh, we have our next session that's sort of um joinable. <laughs> joinable. Well, no, we're we're finishing off Nick this weekend. This weekend we're finishing off a campaign, and then then we're going to go off and do some characters and stuff. But I'll, I'll let you know. Splendid. Mm. I have one more thing I wanted to talk about, which is potentially going to be another thing you haven't seen, so I'm really sorry. No, not at all. I'd like hearing about this. Have you seen or heard of Kevin Can Fuck Himself? I have heard of it, yes. It's on Amazon, isn't it? It is, yes. So Mm. I hate that we have to have like a thousand different streaming platforms just to see things. Um, So it's a... The, the, the creator of it has described it as an anti-sitcom, which I suppose it is. Mm. Um, it's about a lady who is wanting to leave her abusive husband, and so, but she can't really sort of see a way out, so she decides to kill him, right. <laughs> as, as you do. Um, yeah. But all of the scenes that involve her husband are mm. played like a sitcom, so they're like static camera, very jolly lighting, canned laughter in the background, everybody's sort of overacting a bit but then all the sequences that don't involve him are much more filmed like a drama tv show would be so like you know more muted colors different lighting different camera angles and stuff and everybody's been wanging on about how like amazing this show is like people have not shut up about it and i have watched an entire series of it now and i still don't know if i like it (laughs) (laughs) and it's for a really stupid reason and the stupid reason is possibly the bit everybody else likes which is the sitcom bits with her partner because because of the way they're presented it really downplays how toxic of a man he actually is yeah because it's all played off as like ha 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 it's funny because it's a sitcom mm. that he's ignoring his wife tee or that mm. he's making a clean the floor ha 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 like I, I actually think that really doesn't work for me right I'd be interested to hear from any listeners who've watched it who really enjoyed it because maybe there's like a point about that that I'm drastically missing. But to me, it just feels like because for the first couple of episodes, I was like, hold on, why doesn't she just leave him? Why does she want to kill him? Like, it didn't even seem sensible that it, like, you know, that he was that bad. And it was only then that I realized, oh, actually, it's I'm being tricked into thinking he's not that bad because everybody's laughing. Yeah. With him. 
Uh, yeah, it's such a weird. It sounds like a really clever high concept idea. It is, you and know, doesn't I'm it? Sure you're describing it, I'm sitting here thinking, no, I, I, I get. You know, you make the, you make the, the, the unpalatable bit saccharine, and then play real life off against that, and yeah. that could be interesting. I guess it's, it's if the execution isn't quite right, then it mm. could actually be distasteful. Well, I, I think that's where it sits for me, you see, because like the, the character of her husband is played. He sort of reminds me of like an Al Bundy kind of type. Like, yeah. you know, he's very like, he loves his sports and like women should be in the kitchen and like he, be- he doesn't pay any attention to his wife really until he needs her for something. Yeah. But like, and I mean, I suppose this is the point of the show is that it's actually pointing out that a lot of these characters that we loved when we were younger are actually like real fucking problematic. Yeah. <laughs> so it, pro- it pro- you know, it's, it's, I suppose, doing good work in highlighting that in a sense. But because, because I grew up with that sort of stuff, it, it, it's hard to switch your brain out of the just finding him to be like a, a you know a bit of a jolly arsehole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's been really landing really funny with me, and I feel like I'm in that weird position where I'm like invested enough in the story to want to know where that goes. So I will be watching series two, mm-hmm. but I I don't know if I could recommend it because I don't know that I'm enjoying it that much. You piqued my you piqued my interest to be honest with you. That's another thing on my watch list you've added today. Oh, good stuff. Well, let me know how you feel about it when you've seen it because I, I will be, do. Like the one thing, the one problem I have about talking with my hubby about stuff is that if we have even like slightly different opinions, he's just like, yeah. oh, I don't want to talk to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, but I want to learn. Like if I'm misreading something, yeah. Like, Tell me, and then maybe I'll get it, and then maybe I'll enjoy the show more. Like you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, So I'd be interested to see what other people feel about it because it is a it it is one of those things where you think, well, that's a great premise. Mm. So why aren't I in it? I'm I'm look I'm looking for. I haven't I haven't had a sitcom that I was watching enjoying since I finished Shit's Creek. So. Oh well, there's a lady from Shit's Creek in it. Ooh. Um, is it Annie Murphy? All right. She plays the uh the 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 wife. Um, ah. who wants to do the murder so fantastic cool <laughs> yeah i've piqued your interest even more now haven't i you have yeah absolutely yeah and i'll know where i'm going in a minute oh good stuff well yeah, yeah. you'll have to drop me a text afterwards and let me know what you think because i, I was just like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what a great review i don't know <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know might be right i couldn't I'm tell box <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh dear. I'm always like joking about how I would love if quotes from the parlour ended up on like poster art or, or box set art and stuff because half of my quotes are like, core is really fucking great, isn't it? <laughs> and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> five stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear me. Well, hey, that was pretty much everything I had on my list to talk about. I did watch some other things, but they were very middling. So mm. I thought, again, there's no point bringing them up because I care. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. <laughs> I did watch a very shit horror film the other day, which was um, Escape Room 2, right. the, the Tournament of Champions. Mm-hmm. Which is a, Have you seen Escape Room? I haven't, no. <laughs> well, bafflingly, like, I can't remember if it was last year or 2019, but two movies came out called Escape Room, and yeah. one of them was passable and the other one was shit. Mm. And the shit one has got... <laughs> it has got a sequel naturally that just establishes a whole bunch of law that nobody needed that also doesn't make any sense so like 
the first film is a group of people who have all been in they're all the sole survivors of an accident or something who wake up in a room that is an escape room but also it'll do you a murder if you don't escape uh and every time you escape from one room you go into another room and then that's also a big fat trap and then you know blah 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 until only one of you is left to escape Mm. and so Nobody needed a sequel to this anyway, but the sequel is called Tournament of Champions. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense because we've only had one movie, so there's only been one champion. But it turns out that apparently, the, like, absolutely bafflingly, this, like, fucking government group or whoever, I, d- I still don't actually know <laughs> the people behind this, have been setting up these mad elaborate escape, escape room traps for, like, a shit ton of people. So everyone involved in this one is somebody who survived a previous one, but we've never seen any of those previous ones, so I don't give a shit who these people are. Like, I was just like, what? And then, of course, because I was so baffled by that, I couldn't stop thinking about the idea of, like, because the the escape rooms aren't, like, teeny-weeny rooms in an underground lair. Yeah. And, like, some of them are, like, one of them's a fake beach, and it's fucking massive, and it's got a lighthouse in it. And I'm like, hold on, lads. How are we supposed to accept that there is a secret group that is sorry about that that's all right can i just interrupt and make sure someone's going to be able to get that sorry (laughs) i am so sorry i'm back that's all right i'll let you off um (laughs) yeah so like i I was baffled by the idea that there is like some sort of secret agency that's creating absolutely massive fuck off trap rooms that are different for everyone as well. None of them have the same ones that nobody, nobody knows about, but people are surviving and not reporting to the fucking (laughs) authorities. Like, I'm sorry if somebody kidnapped me and I woke up in a giant escape room that was also for murders and then watched a shit ton of people die trying to escape those rooms and you know got severely injured myself because a lot of the traps as well are things like oh you've got to touch this real fucking hot thing to get a key or like it's like there's no way you're escaping that like feeling fine about your life why you wouldn't then instantly go to somebody and be like i was trapped in a nightmare of escape rooms a lot of people are dead uh but apparently there was enough of these groups to happen that there was like six people in this tournament of fucking champions baffling absolutely baffling also it doesn't help that it's you know the escape rooms are kind of crap like (laughs) i'll I'll be honest right i've never done an escape room and it's partly because of my anxiety i worry that i would be the one who would have to get somebody to open the door halfway through because i'm freaking out oh without a doubt um so i've never done one but like i understand that the idea is that you've got to look around for clues and you you know codes and there's you know yeah find a key to unlock a thing to get another clue like i get it but, like, a movie of escape rooms is so boring yeah. because half of the time it's just people shouting what they can see. Like, mm. I can see a map. Great. Where, where do we need to go? I don't know. It doesn't tell me where we start. Okay, cool. How do we figure out where we start? I don't know. I guess here. Oh, look at that. I guessed right somehow. Hey, I found a lollipop. Do you think this is important? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you're just saying things. <laughs> I'm way too paranoid to go and do them, to be honest with you. Sort of because mm. I'd, I'd worry that it would be a murder room that I'd <laughs> accidentally stumbled into. 
you just stumbled onto the next like saw and you... yeah <laughs> yeah it's another one i could never work out why the authorities had never really got on top of him to be honest with you that... although isn't that what spiral's about okay. well yeah I didn't like Spiral very much. But to be honest, I didn't really like many of the Saw movies after Saw. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, and I'm probably going to get, like, internet murdered for this. I rewatched Saw. Last year, me and Rich were trying to catch up on, like, loads of franchises that we hadn't seen all of. So yeah. we were, like, rewatching the bits that we had and then watching it. We did. We watched all of the Hellraisers last year. Yeah. Like, all sorts of stuff. Um, but we, so we watched Saw. And on rewatch, that film isn't very good. And I think it might be Carrie Owens' fault. <laughs> All right. I don't think he's a very good actor outside of Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are going to have me for that. But um, it's true. Sorry. <laughs> it's what I find weird about things like Escape Room and Saw and stuff is that, like, they try to give you a reason why they've picked these people to put them in traps like yeah. oh. This guy was an arsehole to his wife. This mm. woman, uh, I don't know, stopped another woman from getting a job. Like, yeah. it's like, I don't need reasons, mm. especially ones that are so shit. Like, that's laughable. Mm. Like, come on. You know, people are dickheads, but they don't deserve murder. But well, some so people think, do so deserve don't. murder. <laughs> I, think, I think it's almost more scary when they're people that you don't think deserve it. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't feel like I need everybody's backstory to be because this was the thing about like Escape Room Two is they kept talking about well, what group were you in? Oh well, I was in a group of uh, you know people who the first ten people who signed up to I don't know cryptocurrency like there's yeah. just such nothingy reasons yeah. that I'm like why even bother putting it in there? <laughs> or why why even bother having themes to the people that you're putting in the rooms? Like are they supposed yeah. to learn a lesson? And like. The Soul Survivors one is awful because they've already survived a fucking traumatic accident. Yeah. You're just going to put them all in a nightmare escape? I don't know. Mm. Fucking weird, man. I don't recommend that. Stupid <laughs> horror films. Stupid, stupid horror films. I think the horror is one of the best genres for having some absolute corkers and some, like, full-blown, straight-up stinkers. Yeah. <laughs> You'll, you'll find that he's because and the the worst ones are the best and the best ones are the best. It's a it's a genre that just keeps on giving. Oh yeah, we watched all the Piranha movies last year and I was <laughs> oh my god, they're so good but shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's like it was for me it was the noise that the piranhas make when they nibble on you. Mm. I couldn't I could not stop laughing. It's mm. the most perfect little. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, ah, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has turned into a sort of almost Halloween episode. It's not yeah. even October yet. Mm, spooky. spooky. I'm trying to think of a not spooky thing that I've watched lately, but I can't think of anything that's been good. Oh dear. Have you seen Shang-Chi yet? Oh, I haven't. <laughs> no. I I've always had a weird relationship with the Marvel films. Mm. See, I, I love a comic, me. I love to read a comic book, but I can't get on with the movies, and I don't know what it is. Well, oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to tell. I mean, I, I think Iron Man I loved mm-hmm. that very first one, but since then, like the rest of it, the sort of has left me a bit cold, to be honest with you, because it's everything feels incomplete. That it's a setup for something else and it's yeah i i yeah there's there's not enough self-contained movies for my liking i can see that i mm. think one of the other issues as well and i will preface this by saying that i love pretty much all of the marvel movies there's a yeah. very small handful of them that i think are average to bad mm. um, 
but like the majority of them I absolutely love but what I do think is they are incredibly different to the tone of comics like yeah you know I've heard a lot of people bemoaning the fact that Marvel movies haven't brought too many people into comics and I'm like well no shit because comics are just not even <laughs> like yeah. but they're just so different in t- like if you're somebody especially if you're somebody who likes like older comics like you know like amazing spider-mans from like back in the like 60s and 70s and whatever yeah. the new movies are very kind of po-faced mm-hmm. um they're not as much but i think this is why i really appreciated shazam when it yeah. came out because it was very much a film that was like this is silly and we love it <laughs> and i was like yeah because yeah. comic books are often kind of silly yeah. or very, very fun. And and the Marvel movies stray away from that sometimes, I think. Yeah. You know, they throw the odd joke in there, but overall it is very much like, you know, the world is doomed, you know, everybody's having a real yeah. bad time, and you're like, oh, can we not just yeah. have a Deadpool laugh? got it right. I love Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, and Deadpool 2 as well is one of the rare occasions of fridging that I will let off because I think it's a really good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway been waffling for like an hour and a quarter um jammies do you want to do a little recommend of a song for our listeners to have a little listen to um yeah i'd like to uh recommend a song called uh can't carry on by gruff reese oh i had never heard of this person (laughs) (laughs) before you sent me the little link Mm. um, it's a very good song it is he's he's the um the the uh uh, the lead singer of the super furry animals if you've you've ever heard of them and now a solo artist in his own right. I feel like if Rich listens to this episode, he's going to be like, Stace, I listen to Grafreeze all the time. You absolutely. <laughs> because he loves the super fairy animals yeah. too. So. <laughs> um, I may have accidentally missed a boat on that one. <laughs> um, the song that I chose this month is called Head Cheerleader, and it's by the Pom Pom Squad. Did you have a little listen to it before? I had a little listen to it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. Oh, good stuff. I um, I don't know what it is about recommending people music, but I always feel like I feel better about people enjoying a song than I do about recommending mm. them a film. They like it. Don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because music's a bit more personal. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's sort of like a indie rock grunge type. Yeah, lady fronted awesomeness band. Mm. <laughs> that, well, that does some very interesting things. It's a, a really uh, fun song. It is. It is. Yeah, it's it's another band that like Rich introduced me to. I don't know how he yeah. finds these bands, but every now and again, he'll be like, "Oh, you'll like this," and throw something at me. And I'm like, "You're right, I do like it. <laughs> well done." So yeah, the both of those songs will be on the Spotify playlist, which I'm sure I will have linked in the show notes, and won't have forgotten to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, what am I like, James? Yes. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with I, you today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been really nice. It's been far too long as well. Oh, it really has. Like, I've got so many designs on how many people I'm going to jump on for hugs as soon as mm-hmm. I'm allowed to hug again. <laughs> oh, we need to make that happen without a doubt. Absolutely. Even if I have to come all the way to Southampton, which is awkward on trains. Yes. And, um, run around, <laughs> eat burgers and have hugs. <laughs> oh, no, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I love burgers and hugs. Mm. They're both good. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug before... I've not I've not got much of my own going on, but I would like to plug the Twitch channels of uh, our friends Nick and Steve, if that's okay. So both of them are streaming on the regular. Um, Steve Bishop, and that, that's his Twitch handle. Steve is spelled S T E E V Bishop. 
Um, and he um, he twitches on a Sunday, a Tuesday, and a Thursday from half past six. And uh, Nick's site normally, and that's his handle, Nick's N-I-X site, um, he usually streams from around about half past nine, ten o'clock of, uh, of an evening because uh, he never sleeps. <laughs> I was just wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> I um, always get to see his uh, streams pop up as I'm going to bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sort of. Luckily, I'm, 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 I'm as much of an insomniac as Nick, so I, I tend to tend to rather enjoy sort of sitting up and watching his streams. He's he's got a very pleasant, chilled out vibe in the evening. Oh, nice! Mm. Did you not want to plug your own Twitch channel? Or? <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm not I'm not really I'm not really twitching at the moment. I I do twitch on Gilly Fam, Gilly underscore Fam, but I'm I'm kind of on a prolonged hiatus. It sort of um it all got a bit mental healthy. Um, yeah. The um just the uh, it was the the pressure of doing the regular the regular mm. live streams and having the camera on you sort of adds a an extra sort of element of paranoia to it as well. So I want to break at the moment, but you're more than welcome to go and give me a follow. Uh, as I say, Gilly Fam Gilly underscore Fam on Twitch. Excellent. I um I took a little mental health break from the podcast and then realised mm. that the podcast was actually helping my mental health because it was allowing me to chat with people. <laughs> And have fun for like an hour. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I agree. I mean, I, Twitch at its best is 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 like that. Yeah, I th- I think the thing about Twitch, like the reason I wouldn't do it, is because of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like I just don't need that in my life. Uh, yeah. Which is a shame because I think you you translate really nicely onto Twitch to be honest with you. But yeah, I, a friend of mine keeps trying to get me to um, and I will let you go in a minute. No, <laughs> um, no, no. A friend of mine keeps trying to get me to live stream me playing horror video games because he mm. thinks it's really, really funny and could potentially raise a lot of money for charity. But I am mm. too much of a wuss. Oh, I, I tell you, I'd love to get you in on one of our Dead by Daylight sessions. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Only if I can be the murderer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He can do, do you that. Murder? <laughs> <laughs> do you murder? Um, on that note, hey everybody, have a lovely rest of September. If you want to celebrate my birthday, have a drink on the 19th, which might have already happened by the time I've edited this and put it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or go back in time and have a drink on the 19th. Do a little cheers. Little cheers to me, turning 36. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, have a lovely time. I'll speak to you next month, everyone. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>